welcome guys to um, the first uh, or the rehash of the Digital Artcast. Uh, my name is Gordon Neal and I'm joined by Colin Cyril um, across in Canada. Say hi Colin. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, for those of you who don't know what this is, this is the digital podcast that myself and Colin have put together to basically help um, probably guys like myself and Colin who are just starting in the digital industry of either um, concept art, visual effects, animation, uh, anything that's kind of related to illustration um, or drawing or painting. Um, throughout the next couple of weeks, um, or the next couple of months even, you know, we'll try and keep this in a steady flow. Hopefully every, you know, one or two weeks we'll try and get an, ish, uh, an episode out and we'll talk about different things relating to, like I said, um, VFX, illustration and concept art. Um, you can probably find this hopefully on iTunes uh, and SoundCloud and we're obviously going to try and publish it through YouTube. Any of the, the links or any of the information you need will probably post in the show notes which will be down below in the description. <coughs> yeah, my name is Gordon. I'm Gordon Neal and uh, I'm based in Scotland, the UK. Um, over here in Great Britain and uh, for the majority of my life I have probably like most of you played video games, watched TV and film and uh, when I was just around the age of 23-24 um, I got into collecting art books. Um, a lot of you guys know when you buy some limited edition video games um, they started publishing stuff like art books that came as part of the production, pre-production stuff. And obviously I watched a lot of the behind-the-scenes DVDs of how they built the games um, and that sparked my interest in art. Uh, one of the first ones I watched actually was the Gears of War, uh, the original Gears of War. It was the Road to E3. It was a kind of mini-documentary. It followed uh, Cliffy B, a couple of the guys at uh, was it Epic Games. Yeah, they worked at at the time. Yeah, Epic Games. And uh, they basically published out with the first Gears of War. It was a small DVD and an art book, um, and that kind of that kind of sparked my interest, basically. On and oh wow, I've, I don't I don't I'm, I don't think I've ever actually seen that. That was that was definitely a while ago. Yeah, that was oh god, that's gone back again five or six years, maybe more. Uh, I can never remember when first gears came out, but um, I think if it was the first gears, that'd be, that'd be around two thousand six. So like yeah, yeah, a while so, ago. So a while ago. So um, so yeah, got my interest in that. Um, and I'd always used Photoshop as a means of doing um, fan art or just um, straight up um, albums or single covers for some of my friends' bands at the time. And I was working a job at the time where you know I, I really wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I worked for the, the British Railway and uh, I decided to leave. Um, I think it was, I'd just turned 25 um, and the plan was to go back to school of some sort. Um, and I wasn't sure where and study art. Um, just kind of traditional art at the time. Um, so yeah, so I applied for a local college. I got in in a kind of foundation program, and then five years have flown by. It's, it's kind of went as a blur. <laughs> um, I definitely I've, I've took the longest route possible. It was mostly because when I applied for art, I didn't really have a killer portfolio, um, and I also didn't have a a lot of experience, obviously drawing traditional art. So. A lot of the stuff I was talking to them about, especially even just five years ago, um, because concept art, I think, is a thing that's sprung out of nowhere. You know, it's it's a job that's been created. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of it's I I think it's sort of the job that was created like solely through necessity. Yep, basically, because obviously a lot of the guys that we admire, even one of the guys Feng Feng Zong, who does the FCD podcast, you know, he spoke about how it used to be a a, a thing where 
people in the industry, you know, if there were if they had so many programmers in the team, the guys would just walk about and say, "Oh, you're one of the programmers that can draw. Oh, cool. You can, <laughs> you can do all the artwork for the you game." You have this one extra skill. How about you do all the art for this entire game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a that was a scary process. But um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where it came from. Because um, they didn't have concept artists back then. It was just mostly one or two general artists that made the entire theme. But um, yeah. now you have teams of like sixteen guys working on one game. Um, obviously it produced a lot of concept um, vehicle design props um, characters all that kind of stuff um, so yeah so that was that was my introduction to the industry um, went through one year um, in a foundation course then I bumped up to another course which was uh, just above that um, and then I finished that and I'd done two years in what they call a diploma so it's kind of like half a degree in graphic design um, because uh, I kind of had a I shit myself moment <laughs> where I finished my NC and I was like, oh no, I'm never going to get a job in concept because it's so difficult. So I kind of pussied out and went for the the graphic design course thinking that that would, that would solidify myself in a career. Um, and then towards that, when I was about to finish that, I kind of felt that I was betraying myself because when I left my job, a well-paid job at the time, you know, I wanted to pursue this dream and I thought, you know, I'm not going to give up on it. So... Um, mm. Just towards the end of that course, I applied for a course um, or a couple of courses actually in Scotland that done 3D animation. Because um, I've been told, obviously, getting in the games industry, uh, 3D is very handy to have. You know, it's a very oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 it, if it's if it's not your main skill, it's something you're you're gonna want to want in your in at least your back pocket. Yeah, definitely. So um, I managed to get into uh, a university local to me, which was the um, University of West of Scotland, and they do a, a four-year degree, honours degree, and um, I think it's a Bachelor of Science in 3D animation. Um, so I've currently just finished my second year, um, and I'm mm -hmm. now going into my third year, which will obviously be my, my third year, and then I'll finish that and do my fourth year, which will be my honours, and then that'll be me. Um, so by the time I'm qualified, I'll be 30, I'll just be coming to be 32, um, and then what did I leave when I was just about mid-25, so... Yeah, I've probably been in the education system close to seven years um, <laughs> before I finish, so I've took the longest route possible. Um, wow. Yeah, so... But again, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing, and I'm finding it's great, because I'm getting to meet new people and network with people. And Yeah, exactly. So, especially my Facebook used to be a lot of guys I, I knew just in high school, but now I've got guys who are professional artists for things like Magic and Lucasfilm and DreamWorks and... Um, yeah, I've got a guy in my friends are some three four three industries who do Halo. Um, so yeah, and of course yourself um, and many other artists that I've met along the way. So um, I'm just thinking back to the like back the way, but how did I actually get you on my friends list, Colin? Was it was it through Artcore by chance? Um, I you know what I think yeah it um it was um yeah I I I think it was Artcore. Yeah, it, it must have been. I'm because I'm I'm just even thinking back to when it. Added you, and I'm trying to think how did I originally add you? It would have been because obviously, and try to say this without the badness because you weren't in the industry at the time because you were just studying, yeah. And people <clears throat> usually did add were people who were industry professionals, so I'm just trying to think. But you're right, it probably was Artcore, I think, actually. Um, in fact, you know what it was? I know exactly what it was. You posted <laughs> you posted a picture, it was a painting you done, and it's like a small market leading up to a castle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That was um, that was during my internship last summer. Yeah, yeah. And so that uh, the first initial black and white version was the one I saw, which I commented on because Mario, um, he actually commented on it as well. And then 
Aquamand in it, and then I saw the follow-up, which was the full paint colour, um, and then again it was blown away with your work, so I think I added you through that, so yeah. Mm, yeah, that, that, that must have been what it was. Yeah, so, so there you go. So, so that's my story so far. Um, Work-wise, um, I've worked a lot of kind of Joe jobs throughout my, my term, um, and I'm currently taking some commissions, some freelance stuff, but not a ton. Um, not as much as I want, basically. So the goal between now and then the summer is to get pretty much 100% with Maya, or enough that you know I'm going to be able to keep working competently through it, um, and obviously get my painting and drawing skills up mm-hmm. along the way as well, which obviously Colin's going to help me with. Thank God. Um, yay! <laughs> um, I all the help I can get. But yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Um, and I think again, it's good with this podcast because it gives two kind of sides of the coin. I'll just be qualifying, but Colin has just qualified. Woohoo! Congratulations! Um, Yay! I'm Col- not a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Colin finished uh, with uh, very high honors on his uh, degree, so he's done very well, and he is now currently employed at an animation yeah. studio. Yeah. So well done to Colin. Um, so take us back what four years, Colin, and or even before that, you can maybe even just have a line up to how you kind of started applying to university or how you done it at high school, what was your main influence, so just um, how, did, yeah, how did Colin get to where Colin is now? Yeah, so uh, holy crap, how did I start? Alright, um, so so um, I guess I guess my, my journey into the art world begins right at the end of high school. Um, I'd, uh, I'd, 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 um, I'd always been the type who, uh, you know, I'd, I'd I drew a lot, but you know, over 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 all, all, all of high school, I think um, if I was to put it in, in in terms of like a single sketchbook, I probably filled about the equivalent of a single sketchbook throughout all four years of high school. So wow. you know, some drawing, but not a heck of a lot, to be completely honest. And and it was only towards the end when I realized that, huh, you know what? I think I actually might want to you know do art because I was doing more and more and more of it. Yeah, and um. Uh, I, I was I was applying to all these you know academic programs in in, in uh, university like you know U of T and uh, which is University of Toronto mm-hmm. um, in Waterloo and just like like five or six and, and like 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 a huge range of programs because I was I was I was pretty um, interested in academics and stuff, you know, like political science and whatnot yep. but I was just like I don't actually know if I would survive in an academic program not not because I couldn't do it but I'd just be so friggin' bored like yeah. <laughs> especially especially you know becoming more interested in um, uh, drawing and painting and whatnot. Um, back then, all traditional. Like, like I, I, I didn't actually touch digital uh, digital art until um, probably around the end of first year, which was which is which is two years after that. So, um, right. uh, at the end of high school, I, I sort of took a chance. You know, kept all my university applications out, but I also applied to um, uh, to Sheridan Animation, from for which you have to put, put together a pretty comprehensive portfolio, and it's really really specific. So, um, I just sort of went into it guns blazing, did my portfolio. Thought it was really good, you know. Went um, and and got it reviewed by some people. Um, I um, I knew a couple of other people who were trying to get in, so so we all sort of grouped together and tried to do that. Um, right. Ended up not getting in the first time and not doing particularly well in terms of marks because um because oh, uh, <laughs> they actually marked it out of four. But it was weird because um uh, I was I was I was talking to some other people and they were like, you know what, yeah, like like this portfolio did sort of you know have a chance to um to to at least you know get you close. But they, they, I think, I think it was like a one point six or seven out of four. Not right. that that matters now, because yeah. like you know, five, six years, or actually no, nope, five, five, five years later, five years later, like it really doesn't matter. But mm. I sort of realized then that like, oh god, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. So um, yeah, 
uh, I basically took the next year. I went into, I, I got into um, um, to like a sort of um, a prep program at Sheridan called Art Fundamentals, which is usually where people go if they if they either fail them uh, um, the portfolio application for animation, illustration, or for you know like like photography or whatever for um, uh, for those kinds of things. Actually, um, I, I think um, photography and film had like a separate um, media prep course at, right. at Sheridan. But anyway, yeah. got into Art Fundamentals, realized that wasn't really the thing for me either. So I. Um, I pretty much dropped out after about a semester, so and, and and I was just like, yeah, you know what, whatever. But I found another group of people who were really, really gung ho and hardcore about getting into um, either animation or illustration, and um, uh, um, uh, we also found ourselves um, sort of a mentor who who uh, who'd been through illustration. Uh, I think he was also in animation, but he may have switched. I don't know, but. Um, out of that group of, I think, 20, 20 something of us, I think about 10 to 12 of us got in. So pretty decent. So the nice. second time around, reapplied. Um, I did an animation portfolio and an illustration portfolio. In fact, both um, me and a friend of mine named Julius did that. We both got into both programs, which was like, holy shit. Yeah. So um, we were just like, okay, you know what? You go for one. I'll go for the other. And then at the end, we'll be like, okay, which one was better? <laughs> um, <laughs> um so uh, he went into illustration. I went to animation, and uh, that was pretty much the beginning for me. Like um, uh, up until up until that point, I'd sort of I'd been drawing a little bit, but I didn't really know how to study or if I was studying the right stuff. You know, like you know, like perspective, anatomy, form, all that all that stuff. But um, yeah, so I got I got into first year and was surrounded by you know tons and tons of really really talented people. I think about 150 were were in my year, wow. and um, people who had been who'd been like doing art for the past like 10 years, people who had massive followings on social media already. And I was just like, holy shit, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> what have I got myself into? Um, uh, and, and, and my confidence took a real hit that first year. But basically what I did is instead of, you know, freaking out and I mean like, well, of course, of, of, um, of course I freaked out. I sort of um, met, I guess, um, anxiety for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but Basically, what I did was just put my head down and just just get right into it. I um, I was doing you know like three hours of life drawing a day, almost all week, uh, commuting from one city to uh, to another to um to get back and forth to Sheridan. And um yeah, I was just basically throwing myself right into it. And 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 I was actually starting to do you know pretty decent. Like it was it was becoming clear that that um you know I actually had a chance like um I was producing work that even even back then I was just like okay you know what like this isn't this isn't terrible yeah. um but throughout all four years of Sheridan um I I think every year I I definitely did more work than than um than the year previously right. um to like to like an exponential degree like first year you know I did a lot second year things ramped up third year things got really crazy because um uh, we had uh, that was that was um, that was our group film year. So we all got into uh, got into groups of I think ten or twelve. It was all properly organized and created um, uh, short animated films with with all the people in the group. And then fourth year was 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 our solo anim animated film year. So basically taking everything we knew from the years prior and you know basically soloing. Uh, um, I think I think we had to do sixty seconds. That was that was um, that was all we could show during industry day. But some people went insane and did like you know four minutes. My film was three minutes and forty seconds. I think with credits. Yeah. And um, but uh, I think um, uh, during during my four years of animation, when I really, really got serious was probably the summer after second year when I when I was just like, OK, you know what? I'm going to sit down, um, uh, you know, get involved with um with all the, you know, like like the groups on Facebook um, <clears throat> level up hardcore. And I really, really just started to hammer home, you know, like 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 I really got to start studying this stuff. I taught myself. You know, not not how to paint well, but at least I was I was I was getting um you know 
I, I, I actually had painting skills at the end of that summer as opposed to none and, you know, practicing drawing and all that stuff. And it was it was uh, it was a really, really crazy summer. But after that point, I was just like, OK, you know what? I think I might actually be able to, you know, make a career out of this. It wasn't just, you know, being in school, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I actually had 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 more plans than just, you know, get through school and, and, and then do something afterwards. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll just wrap this little part up by saying um, uh, after um. I think after I think it was second semester fourth year, which is which is um, what I just finished. Um, in fact, in fact, I, um, my, my my convocation was last week, and uh, we we, um, we uh, I think we officially finished about six weeks ago. Right. But um, I was already freelancing in second semester, um, and you know sort sort of like sort of like building up contacts in the industry. And um, I actually met uh, met the guy who owns the animation studio that I work at now. Um, I, um, I met him before I graduated as well, and he actually just offered me a job after I showed him um, most of my film. I think it was about ninety percent of it that was that was finished. Yeah. And um, so he just he just offered me a job the next day, and I was just like, oh shit. I but, could um, actually I, um, I could still mind that. I can maybe actually contact me on Facebook and say, and I think I've actually just scored a job by showing some of the <laughs> my animation. So I was like, holy shit, yeah. So yeah, I was just like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, then um, uh, let me see. Uh, I actually wanted to wait until Industry Day. Industry Day um, at Sheridan is sort of like all the, or sort um, not all the, but but um, a, a lot of industry professionals and companies sort of show up, and everyone shows their films, and it's a it's it's a super huge deal, and a lot of people get jobs out of it. And um, I I wanted to wait for that until um, until after when I sort of had all my um, ducks in a row and all my offers you know ready that yeah. I could. Um, make the decision to you know um to go somewhere but in the end i actually i actually did end up end up going to elliot because his offer was fantastic it was it was definitely um uh it was um it's uh it's 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 out of my comfort zone in um uh um for you know uh in uh in a lot of ways but you know like it was it was um it just it just seemed like a really really good idea a lot a lot of stuff to learn a lot of people to meet and i was just like you know what let's just go for it <laughs> and uh and, and here i am a month in and i'm freaking loving it So this year, uh, this year, this week, <laughs> a year in review. Year. Oh, oh god, it's a long week. Yeah, yeah. So this week, uh, what I've been doing, I've been doing some tutorials in 3D Motive. Um, I've done. Uh, I started a basic uh, Maya block out of a dungeon, um, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um, can you remember yourself, Colin? The guy was. Yeah, was... yeah, yeah. We uh, we got his name yesterday, and I forgot again. <laughs> oh God, oh man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, basically, I've been doing that on 3D Motive um, to try and brush up my Maya skills. Because, like I said, um, they've just not been uh, as as high as I've been wanting them to be. You know, I've not. There's been times when I've been also looking at Maya, thinking I need to get better at this. So I've been trying to push myself to try and uh, do a couple of tutorials online. Tobias. Coop was his name. There you go. Tobias Coop, yes. Uh, he does a, a dungeon, a stylized dungeon in Maya tutorial. I think it's like six and a half hours long, but the end result mm -hmm. was actually quite impressive. Um, so yeah, he's he's uh, he's had that up. I've been doing that this week. Um, what else? I'm sketching. Um, although it's been pretty amazing weather um, the last week, so I've, I've been out now and again trying to you know catch some rays. Um, so yeah, sketchbook work, 3D. And I think that's mostly it for now anyway. I know I've got uh, the last Comic Con I'm doing this year is coming up in July, so I've been prepping some commissions for that and some um, prints I'm going to be probably selling. So 
yeah, busy just sitting doing some digital art um, and, and chatting to you. So that's that's pretty much my weekend review. Um, nothing too exciting. I have played Doom, yeah. So that's one <laughs> add-on. Yeah. You can't get away that all us artists are also fans of the industry. That's probably why we get it. So you know, yeah. m- movies and games are something obviously that still exists in our time. So, but yeah, um, Doom. I think I've played that mostly. If it's not that, I'm usually always playing Dota. Um, do you know about Dota, Colin, Defender of the Ancient? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm. I'm actually not a huge MOBA guy, but I'm, I I, uh, I I got into League of Legends a while ago, liked it. Um, also, Heroes of the Storm, but I've never actually played Dota. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, well, I mean, it's the one that started all really. It's the it's the mm-hmm. the granddaddy of them also. But yeah, it's, uh, it was it was it was the mod, and then Blizzard's like, oh shit, we should make an actual game based on this game that was based on one of our mods. And yeah, I'm like wow, I know because obviously <laughs> Valve now own Dota, but then Blizzard have now made Heroes of the Storm, which is their. Uh, their uh, mobile and uh, I actually have played both and still prefer Dota um, purely because with Dota everything is technically free like the base game and the hundred odd characters are all accessible from the go the only thing that you have to pay money for is the cosmetic stuff so like skins weapons all that kind of stuff so yeah um, which kind of makes sense yeah, because obviously with the way Heroes is structured, um, you pay for individual heroes or you can buy them in bulk, like in packs, um, which I think is difficult because MOBAs are purely existent on their heroes. Um, and I know they do a rotation. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and they do a rotation, I think, you know, every week they change who you can play for free, but um, I think the thing that drew me to Dota was the fact that all the heroes are free from the get-go, so you can try as many as you want and if you want to make them look prettier then that's the only thing you really pay for so mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely um so that's been my weekend review um and calling yourself what have you been up to um well uh this week is my fourth week at elliot um so so this friday was uh was a month and um and man like it's 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 um it's been fantastic i'm i'm, I'm still sort of trying to get my feet under me meet new people um uh Actually, over the past uh, over the past four weeks, really, um, I've been I've been doing a little bit of development work for um, um, for George Elliott himself, based on some uh, some some sort of ideas of his and IPs that I actually can't talk about. But um, uh, so I've I've sort of been lone wolfing it in the studio while everyone else is working on the on the current productions. But um, I just did a storyboard test for their last show, mm-hmm. and um, and based on that, they were like, okay, you know what? Let's just let's just throw this throw this guy into some into some storyboard provisions on our new show. So I'm expecting that to probably come up. Uh, sometime this week, which which is pretty cool, because I'm, I'm I'm really really sort of itching to get um, to get into it, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. Um, on the side, I've pretty much just been trying to survive after work because I'm I'm, I'm not used to pulling eight hour days, and I also have yeah. to commute from uh, from Mississauga, which is a suburb, into Toronto, which is which is which is um, uh, obviously a city. Yeah. It's um it's a pretty long way, like a, about an hour and a half to two hours one way. So it's wow. it's a pretty long commute, which was making me think you know like like people do do this for for 20 years straight but i kind of don't want to don't want to kill myself so um um i made plans to move into the city uh probably about uh two months six weeks from now depending on um depending on when the place becomes free Mm. and um yeah um i've also been i've also been um continuing to take uh you know life drawing classes going to costume life drawing sessions i did uh, i think two this week um and it was cool because um a lot of the sheridan alumni people that i graduated with also go to these things so it's 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 a good way to keep in contact. Good way to you know keep hanging out with people that I actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was also cool because at Elliot there was um uh, there's there are, um there's at least two other people that I know of that are also from Sheridan. So it's it's also good to sort of be working with people that I um that I at least know decently well. Okay. And um uh yeah, I'm I'm about halfway through the period which um you know uh, I th- I think they I think they say it takes about six to eight weeks to become sort of you know fully not 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 fully integrated but but um but comfortable with the job so four weeks is about halfway through that and i'm I'm feeling about you know fifty percent you know comfortable and uh yeah but but the work is really really fantastic I'm really really happy there everyone is everyone's really really chill um also really just like crazy amounts of talent in that studio holy crap and um George Elliott himself he's actually probably one of the one of the best artists that I know personally like actually know you know not not just on the internet but man that guy can draw holy shit nice. um, can't, I can't talk about what he's drawing but I can tell you that you know I got a lot to learn from him and uh, and everyone else there which is which is fantastic yeah that's great and obviously you were talking about the the life drawing costume stuff um, I wish we had more of that across here because our life drawing is very basic it's, well it's, it, I say basic it's just normal naked form life drawing um, mm-hmm. But I know a guy from Glasgow who I think is across in the states now in New York hosts a life drawing thing called Dare to Draw. You ever heard of that? Dare to Draw is that kind of like Tunes on Tap? I'm not sure, but it is actually. But it's 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 kind of similar vein where people would dress up for life drawing and use props like spears and swords, and then they would you know pose together like a battle scene, and then the guys obviously would draw the guys posing, but in these costumes and props. Um, and they have a competition, like some of the best guys who that have the best sketches at the end of the day, they get prizes, and then they get featured on the website. Um, but I think it only runs out of the city where he's currently in. I think it is New York, but yeah. um, I just wish there was something like this across here because it probably would make the... I'm trying to think, because obviously that stuff is more dynamically aimed at animation games and film, whereas normal life drawing yeah. for normal artists would go towards just portraiture and painting. Um, but yeah, just again, I think it would be something to have, to have across here would be great because obviously I think life drawing in its sense, you know, when you're, you know, the drawing's great, but I think with the, the action poses it would add that something extra that probably you don't get with normal life drawing. Um, exactly. Yeah. And is that something that's hosted regularly where you, where you stay? Um, yeah, uh, Tunes on Tap and, um, and the other course I'm taking with are actually both in Toronto and there's, um, there, uh, there's a third one I know of called Dr. Sketchies, which is, it's basically the same thing as Tunes on Tap and um, what that is is uh, <laughs> it's actually hosted in an upstairs bar. Oh. So like right behind us is this bar. You can order a beer or several, and you know it's <laughs> like just uh, just just get down to drawing. I think um, the model we had this week was uh, can't remember his name, but he was posing first as Rambo and then as Rocky. So we I was just like, oh man, it's a Stallone double feature. <laughs> Holy crap! Nice. But um, um, I got some really good drawings out of that, and uh, and so did a lot of my friends. Like, and um, it was it was a really really awesome high energy thing. Like, they had all the right music, and you know, like like the soundtracks from the movies, like just blasting through the speakers. Oh, great! And um, uh, and and um, and actually that um, that was I think Wednesday, and then contrasted to that on Thursday night was um was was as you say more of a traditional um, life drawing class with uh with um, with an old professor of mine named uh, named Brian who I had in second year. Cool. And um, he runs he runs his life drawing classes directly out of his apartment, which is big enough, obviously, to um to have a class of like fifteen twenty people in there wow. um doing life drawing, and it's it's sort of it's sort of like semi instructed um uh you know basically the model comes in and um uh each each week we focus on a sort of different aspects. Yeah. I can't remember what this week was. I think it was um this week was definitely more geared towards shorter poses, gesture, that kind of thing. Right. Um. 
But but uh, Brian usually gives us specific things to work on during during each sort of sort of like session, and uh, it's it's really really good practice. In wow. fact, I think I'd go so far as saying like. Um, even though uh, in, in fourth year I wasn't able to do a, a, a heck of a lot of life drawing, I'm getting back into it now because I can owe, you know, 70 to 80 percent of my drawing skill at least to all the life drawing that I've done for the past um, basically since first year. Wow. So four years ago. Wow. But like it's it's it, it really is that important, I would say. Yeah. And I think especially you were talking about Axis uh, animation and, you know, they were saying that a lot of the guys who come in for character based jobs, they obviously look at your portfolio as standard, but they I think they also look for a life drawn sketchbook. Um, just to obviously pick up on like how your your traditional skills apply over to your your three D stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, if if you're if you're if you're going in for a job interview with a with a studio like that, I wouldn't recommend putting putting life drawing stuff in your portfolio itself. But if you come in with a sketchbook full of full of like just you know studies from life, yeah, um, you know like life drawing that sort of that sort of stuff. That'll then they'll be like, oh shit, whoa, this guy's like you know this guy obviously knows how to how to how to study. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. I think because obviously they were saying, you know, a lot of guys, I think, especially younger uh, guys in my class, sometimes think that with the, the character-based stuff, you know, if you know the 3D stuff enough, you can then just kind of, you know, put the, the 2D stuff to the back. But I think obviously, you know, the lectures still try to push that the 2D traditional stuff is still very important in what you're doing, especially for characters, because anatomy, again, is one of these things you could learn all your life and you would never learn at all. I mean, cause there's so much to exactly there, you... there's, there's, there's so much to take in and it takes so long to learn any one thing. Yeah. Even just, I mean like stuff like you say, even just break down hands and then fingers and then you've got bones and muscles below those tendons. Um, so I, I mean, it's, it's a medical thing in itself that some doctors study for years and again, never really compo comprehend. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the anatomy stuff is, is huge. In fact, I think, I would say even no matter what you do uh, in this kind of side of the industry, I think anatomy is a is a huge thing, regardless. Even if you're doing oh, environment, yeah. even if yeah. you're doing environments, I think you should study anatomy at one point. So, so yeah. So that, well, you've been busier than me, Colin. I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which, which is what I need to change. Obviously, I think it's difficult as well. I think because across here there's not as many life drawn opportunities. But I think if I if I look hard enough, I might start finding some. So I'll keep you up to date on what's happening with that. Um, mm. You know what? You know what? In um, in terms of life drawing, I actually find that sometimes doing doing digital life drawing is actually a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, uh, I I haven't done it in a while, but this summer I'm actually going to do exactly what you're doing, which mm -hmm. is exactly what I did back in the summer after second year, and just like instead of trying to tr trying to focus on fan art, mm -hmm. you know, like like sort of padding padding my portfolio out or replacing it, yeah. I'm just going to get back into study. It's like really this is the perfect time to do it. I'm coming right out of school, mm -hmm. and you know, like life drawing, painting studies. Anatomy studies, perspective, all that. Not not so much focusing on actually trying to get a finished piece out of any of it, but yeah. you know, just just getting back into study mode. Like um, I don't um, I can't remember in, in um in Dragon Ball Z, what's it called when like when like you go into like super, um, shit. <laughs> I, I can't remember the name for it, but it's it's like it's like super hyper ball, something mode. The the, 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 the Kyoken. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And 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 like 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 um you're um you're basically able to train when when time is moving really really slow. But that's 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 kind of that's, that's Oh, that's the hyper the hyperbolic time chamber. There you go. Hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> God, I had like half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz it's I think it's they, they spend an hour in, but it's like a year's worth of training or something like that. Exactly. And even though you can't actually do that, do that in the real world, that's how I kind of like to think of it cuz like, yeah, it's so cool. I'm going to study some shit cuz studying is really really boring, so you got to you got to make it, you know, fun somehow. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously you've got to try and vary it as well because if it's just if you study hands for about a week or two straight, then you're obviously just gonna you're gonna go crazy. So you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So 
Um, okay, but that's cool. good because like like cycling through a whole bunch of subjects when you're studying is probably the best way to go about it anyway because as soon as you get bored of something, there's like a million other things you yeah. could be doing. Because uh, I think some of the fundamentals people talk about is like um, like architecture, anatomy, um, animals to a basic degree and then like you've obviously got your colour theory, composition, um, lighting, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's uh, you can jump from one to the other and even materials, you know, there's a whole gambit of stuff um, and then obviously traditional versus digital as well, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot. There's a lot. Oh God, just give up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've noticed, what noticed when studying in in the short amount of time that I've been doing this, uh, when you're doing one thing, it it will definitely retroactively affect all the other things. Like like you you focus on perspective, it'll help you draw figures, or it'll help you draw animals, or you know like it'll obviously help you draw things like vehicles and environments and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Everything affects everything. Yeah, thank God for that. At least I have to spend twice the amount of time trying to study it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're going to move on now to our main uh, subject for this week. What we'll probably try and do for the guys who are listening is we're going to try and pick a subject every week. Me and Colin are going to try and discuss in depth, um, and then we'll vary it up from from podcast to podcast. We'll try and maybe get some guests on. Um, I know there's a couple of guys I know industry wise that are want to come on, and Colin obviously has a backlog of a couple of guys who um, either want to come on as guests or maybe join the podcast full time. So, but. Um, yeah, that's, that's still in the works. So we're we're going to work on that. Um, but this week, um, we're going to talk about. Um, we've got down the show notes as art block motivation versus discipline. Um, but I think just a general discussion, you know, which could really last hours. But it is focusing on um, motivation for just to keep going. I think is the the main kind of body of the talk um, because obviously I think. Um, the drive to keep doing things is something that everybody struggles with, not just artists. Um, but I think obviously everybody in the world, but artists specifically, because because yeah. basically what we do, like like um, all of our marketable skills are based on you know what you can actually do with your hands, and so if if that's it, you pretty much got to keep going no matter what, even if you don't necessarily want to or you don't feel like it, or yeah. like you said, you're struggling with, um, with anxiety. All those things are problems, but eventually you've got to find a way to get past that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and definitely. I mean, I think you know I was talking the other night about um, how. You know, I have a collection of art books at the back of me where I just, you know, if I'm feeling even a bit down or I feel like, you know, what do I draw? You know, I just open the pages of my books and try to think, you know, how did these guys accomplish this? What, you know, how can mm. I replicate that painting? Um, or look, those guys have drawn, you know, like a minotaur or something. That would be quite cool to study some Greek mythology creatures. Um, so I think it's it's trying to keep fresh in your head the ideas of studying, like you were saying, trying to vary it so that it doesn't become stagnated or boring. Um, and is there is there specific, uh, specific things that you would do, Colin, that keep you wanting to draw or keep you just focused on studying? Um, you know, you know, actually, um, uh, how I try to think of it is, um, I basically imagine, you know, okay, um, what what would what um, what's my stuff going to look like in five years if if like I really really get down to this and really really start studying and then do it consistently and that sort of gets me excited because um. Uh, like over over my past four years at Sheridan, I've improved really really quickly, but uh, not not passively. Obviously, I've I've done it with a with 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 you know like like a ton of work. Yep. And I obviously still have a long way to go, but the long way to go for some reason it it actually kind of excites me, and it's it's almost something you you can take comfort in because it is a really really long journey, and like it's not going to happen immediately. It's it's not so much a sprint as it is a marathon. As cliche as that is, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think obviously there's so many people I've met in the art world where that is the case because you know within two weeks if they're not 
you know, Jim Lee. <laughs> they're basically they're, bas- yeah. they're basically giving up um, on life, and you know, I think well, like I don't I don't think that's actually that's actually necessarily a bad thing because that's that's it's it's almost like a stage that you kind of have to go through as an artist. Yep, definitely, and I think you have to recognize, you know, that you will be bad for a while, but you know, you ha- and, th- and by a while. That that means years. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's <laughs> months or weeks. That is literally years. Yeah, I mean, like even some of the greatest guys who in the industry have all said that you know, no matter how good you get, there is always because the world's a big place. There's always going to be somebody better than you, no matter you know how hard you study. You know, there's, I mean, you talk even guys like Craig Mullins were saying the other night. You know, Craig probably looks at guys he thinks are better than him. You know, I don't know who. He's even though they're at. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who he's looking at, but. Um, but no, I mean, he even says himself, you know, he sees some artists coming up, younger guys who he sees that are doing things better than he, you know, even if it's maybe something simple like their um, environmental lighting is maybe a bit better than his or some of their composition studies. But um, yeah, I think even at the top, you still have to recognize that there is going to be somebody bigger and better. You know, it's like, it's like they said in episode yeah. one, there's always going to be a bigger fish. You know, there's always going to be somebody out there wanting more than you and uh, I think that also is just why you've got to be motivated because I think if you're not motivated enough you know people will just keep surpassing you and that's when it comes to obviously applying for stuff like jobs especially in the assistant industry it's survival of the fittest you know there's only so many jobs and there's you know there's thousands of graduates every year um, and that's the industry is, is becoming really really saturated with, with, with graduates because like like my school alone is is putting out you know, two, three hundred people who are geared towards going into animation or illustration, you know, yep. multiply that by the 30 or 40 major art schools that are sort of, you know, scattered around North America, Europe, yep. whatever. That's a ton of people going into an, going into, into, into an industry mm. or collection of industries that's pretty small. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, even when we uh, finished our 2D, um, our 2D, our two-year um, diploma we done in graphic design, you know, one of our lecturers said to us that I think on average there was something like 60,000 graduates a year. Um, yeah. for, for graphic design. I, that's, I that, definitely don't do that. Yeah, that's just for graphic design as well. So, I mean, they, you know, if you're one of the guys, there's still 59,999 people that are all battering for a job, um, <laughs> the same as you. So, um, that's that's not even counting the people who are outside art school who either can't afford it or just don't really have an interest and they're, and they're, and they're you know, they're, um, they've either dropped out or they're teaching themselves, and like like that's that's a whole other group of people that you have to co- that you have to compete with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all know some of the stories of some of the guys. Um, you know, Mark Burnett's one of them who you know traditionally didn't go to school. He just studied his ass off and drew and painted and uh, got himself a job in Blizzard. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, mark that against the guy who's just come out of a four-year graduate um, degree, you know, and is looking fresh-faced and still wanting a job. You know, where. Your mark's done it off his own back, so it's it, it's it's that's the thing you're you're competing with, you know what I mean? And especially freelance, more and more people are just doing it off their own back. I mean, I, I know I remember um, reading about a guy in Poland who quit his job as a bike manager, um, motivated himself enough to draw nearly sixteen hours a day. Wait, a, who who was that? Was that was that um was that Mark Ocon or oh, somebody else? I can actually I can't remember his name. Um, I could. This sounds very familiar. Yeah, but he basically he left his job painted for like 16 hours a day and I think within within a year I think he got a job um, doing illustration freelance for I think it was publishing the magazines and books and then I think he crossed over to games at one point um, mm. but he just left his job like me you know and wanted to do it and then just but that's another level of dedication and motivation beyond even me like he I think he was at that point where if he didn't get a job after he left his other job he was going to be like either flat broke or 
you know, yeah. getting getting kicked out of his house or you know his mortgage would be getting you know um, null and void. But um, but yeah, so the the motivation I think is I think you need to have a tremendous amount of motivation in this industry, especially because unlike you know most Joe jobs like McDonald's or something like that, you know where they're hiring every second day. Um, and they take anybody in sometimes because they're just needing bodies. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's a professional industry. You need to be professional, and you need to keep that level. I think through your entire life, pretty much as an artist. I mean, I don't think you know you've just graduated. You've started a job, a, a paid job, and uh, you know you're still you're still learning. You're still wanting to learn, and I think that's mm-hmm. admirable because you know a lot of people even get out of their, their graduate degree and think. You know, this is it. You know, I don't have to study anymore. No more, no more late night sessions. But um, yeah, it's just the beginning. I, I, I think. I, I think. In, I think in the um, in terms of some jobs or some disciplines and industries, that might actually be okay. To, yeah. You know, to, um, to not make any more sort of giant leaps in um, you know, in, in skill or you know, knowledge acquired or intelligence because because they might um, they might not need to. But yep. I, I I think that 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 group is pretty small. I think most jobs, most people who work. You know, which is basically everybody, most industries. I think you pretty much always have to be learning. So it's not just yeah. art, but I think it's definitely really, really important for something like art. Yeah. Maybe more important than most. Yeah, it's just it's more like general life advice, I think, than actually specific to art. But yeah, you're right. I think even when we worked on the railway years ago, a lot of the graduates that came out from engineering degrees still had to learn, you know, a lot of stuff to do with the specific industry they went into. Um, yeah, to try and make their job more applicable. But yeah, it's 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 definitely. I think being academic is the thing that separates you from everybody else, um, especially when you go to work. You know, because people will see, I think, the dedication in your eyes, the fire in your eyes when you enter the industry. And I think, you know, uh, people have always said the thing that kind of inspires me sometimes is that, you know, I might not have the talent just now, but people keep saying things like I have the right attitude. So you know. Uh, if I do, it's I'd not be- necessarily talent. I think um, I actually I actually don't really believe um, believe in in sort of talent as a concept specifically. Yeah, I think it's more just like I think it's more basically you know time on task and yeah. and you just don't have that that crazy amount of time on task yet. You definitely have some. Yeah, and um, and it's 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 actually pretty easy to get more. You just sit down and you do it. Yeah, but. Def- Obviously, sitting down and doing it is 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 where is where it gets kind of hard. It's and, the hard um, bit, that, yeah. That brings me to um to another point. Um, in terms of motivation specifically, I'm I'm sort of I'm sort of picking picking it apart now. But yeah, um, motivation is great, and I've definitely experienced it before. I'm actually not experiencing it, experiencing it sort of right now. Um, you know, at this at this very second, mostly yeah. because I'm going through a, um like like a big period of transition. You know, lots of lots of unfamiliar things. It's a little uncomfortable. Especially yeah. starting a new job, meeting lots of people, you know, basically just 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 I'm, I'm just shifting the direction of my life away from school and into the rest of um, into the rest of my career, trying to trying to start really really strong. Yeah. But I think when when you don't have the motivation or or it's or it's it's sort of not readily sort of inspiring you, where where um where you can sort of compensate for that is 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 um is the second part, which is discipline. Yeah. And and basically, whenever you're not motivated, if you can immediately call on on those habits or or basically this discipline that 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 that, um, that you've sort of built up, that can keep you going until the next time you get motivated or when you get comfortable or when you sort of you know like I I I, I guess you're just you're just feeling better about what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, and then of course, and then of course, you know, you change it up, you do something new, and you get it and, and you get uncomfortable again, and that's when discipline kicks back in. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I think people sometimes don't understand that. 
um, motivation is something that can leave you. You know, it's not like you've got to have it your entire life, 24-7, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You know, I mean, there will be points because, I mean, life gets in the way. You know, we're all human at the end of the day. So, I mean... Exactly. Life will, will happen. It's yeah, just, I mean... If, if you, you don't get, think it will, it's going to happen really friggin' soon now. <laughs> yeah, because you just jinx it. I mean, because... Uh, you know, sickness or, you know, family members, um, you know, falling out of people, uh, all these things that affect the human condition. and Or even think, just, like, like a bunch of really, really small things. It doesn't have to be big. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, you get some, you know, you, you trip and fall on the way to work and you're, you're bruised the whole day or, you know, it's stupid stuff like that. Like, it can affect you. And I think that's what you said, the discipline part of it. You know, it's thinking, right, okay, cool, you know, if I had a fall, if I had a wee stumble, right, okay, but, you know, I've still need to get back into it this way, right, okay, what was I going to do? Right, okay, I was going to do this, so let's get on with it. Um, and I think as well, you know, I was talking about that last night as well, as, as, as um, kind of planning out your days. You know, you were talking about how, you know, when I first saw your schedule for your, your end of your animation in your fourth year, it was so meticulous on, you know, <laughs> assets and when you needed to be complete by, and you were ticking and marking off green bits where they were finished. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing for motivation as well, isn't it? Is trying to pre-plan what you're going to study. Yeah. Actually, um, uh, the um, the thing about that that sort of like graph specifically mm -hmm. was it was actually it was actually graph number four. It took me three iterations to finally get that thing, you know, where I, where I needed it to be. Right. And um, that was also because it was a different part of the production than the previous stages of the, um, that I've been planning, because that was the actual production stage and post-production stage of my film but i needed to also plan out pre-production and um uh you know like like all the concept art all the storyboards yep um which is which is completely different than than um than production or post-production so uh but yeah like 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 if you're if you're trying to plan out your day you're trying to plan out you know exactly what you want to study or mm -hmm. plan out a week be like okay i want to study you know, like like a specific thing on this day or this day or this day yeah if 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 you're finding that it's kind of hard, that's actually normal because because like that 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 sort of meticulous you know planning of your day, it's not something that 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 most people are good at right off the bat. So yeah, yeah, and I think like stick a, with it. It's 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 um it's a it's uh it's it's I guess it qualifies as a learned skill like anything else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's I mean, there's there's guys who teach whole courses and classes on organization skills and stuff like that. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a thing upon itself. You know, again, like you said, I wouldn't feel too bad if you know. You try to plan your day, and then you get past your, you know, like oh, like nine a.m. I'm gonna be at my desk. If you're at your desk at nine o five a.m., like don't kill yourself. You know, I mean, like it's you've got to understand that you know, as long as you've got a, a rough guide, I think even that's a good start. You know, like yeah, exactly. you know, I got to my desk at nine twenty. All right, cool. So that's cool. I'll just I'll just study for twenty minutes more, um, and I'll have to push this a wee bit back. But that's cool. You know, just you know, go with the flow. You know, don't because yeah, you're always gonna be your own worst, own worst critic when it comes to art and motivation and learning. So. I think you have to, at some points, give yourself a break. Just to, I mean, not too much of a break, obviously, that you sit on Facebook for three hours. But at the same time, yeah, you know, <laughs> if, like I said, if you're 20 minutes late getting into a certain routine, or you're, you know, you're going to start studying after lunch at 12, and it's 12:15, you know, you know, again, roll with the punches. Um, mm -hmm. As long as you're being productive enough throughout the day that you feel, you know, you've done something. Um, or, you know, unlike Colin, who goes to play Doom all day and then realizes he hasn't done any work. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, so, yeah, I better do something. Um, Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think I'm also on that note. Um, it's also probably a good time to talk about, you know, goals and goal setting in relation to, to you know, what you're talking about specifically. Yeah. So, like, like, when you start a day, it's actually not that great of an idea to set, like, you know, crazy, you know, like, you know, like, like finish an entire 10 hour painting in one day. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's definitely a better idea to set really, really manageable goals, almost undershoot what you think you can do. Mm -hmm. So then like, like you finish it, 
you still got five hours left. You'd be like, holy shit, I'm done what I need, I need to do for the day. Mm. Let's do some extra stuff. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then you feel really, really good at the end because even though like, 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 um, you, uh, even though, even though you got sort of what, what, um, what you had planned to do done, mm. it's, 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 it's the same as what you, um, it's the same as what you'd plan to do any other day, but it feels like way the hell more. Cause you're like, Oh cool. You know, I got that done and I can do a whole bunch of extra stuff now. Yeah, I mean, even like uh, there was a, a talk I think I linked to you about the sketchbook work where, you know, one of the, the girls who, who linked it, um, you know, she was saying how, you know, like filling sketchbooks especially is good motivation to try and get you inspired for your next project where, you know, she would sit and say herself like, okay, the next three days or the next week, I'm going to draw 100 heads in my sketchbook, you know, and, you know, she, mm -hmm. got, to, she got to 100 after, you know, I think only a day or, or two days because she was so motivated to do it. She was like, okay, yeah. well, I'm just going to keep pushing. I'm just going to draw even more. So I think she ended up drawing 200, but... Um, I think it's, it's good to, to try and, like you said, if you, if you can set your goals lower, then you feel like you've accomplished more. And I think that accomplishment also releases stuff in your brain that would say, all right, you know, great, you've done well, you've accomplished something. Um, and obviously it increases your mood, increases your idea of, like, oh, I can do more. Because um, obviously I think yeah. if you set yourself a goal of, like, I don't know, a thousand heads in two days, and you only get, <laughs> you only get like, 500 or something, you're like, oh, God, I failed. But, you know, I mean, so it's, yeah, again, it's it's... It's the balance, like you said. I think it's it's trying to weigh your 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 goals as as being realistic. I think is the exactly the yeah. Realistic goals are definitely the best way to go. And I mean, like like um, that's definitely not to say that challenging yourself isn't a bad thing. Like sometimes the only way that I can get myself motivated is to set um, is is to basically set a goal that's like really really out there. But yeah. like sometimes that's just that's just what you have to do. So challenging yourself is definitely something that. You know, shouldn't be ignored, but only when you're really, really feeling like you can actually do it. Or even if you don't get to it, you're not going to feel so down on yourself that like, okay, well, that was pointless. But, you yeah. know. Because obviously with your, your studying, it's good to be a daily thing. I mean, the idea with, with being an artist, especially one that illustrates or draws or paints, is that you really need to ideally be drawing or creating something every single day of your life because... It's like with your exercise, it's muscle memory. You know, the motivation drives you to do it every single day because if you lose that motivation to draw, even for, you know, three or four days, and then you come back to your sketchbook or come back to your digital tablet and you draw or paint, you'll notice the difference. You'll notice, like, mm -hmm. oh, holy your, 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 your skills will definitely snag, um, stagnate a little bit. And while it's easy to get them back, yep. um, especially over the short term, over the long term, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's it's way harder, and actually, I've noticed that in myself. I actually haven't painted since probably, um, ooh, probably like like holiday Christmas. But that was mostly because of my film production. Once I was done painting the backgrounds, you know, after that, I couldn't actually spend any time on that kind of stuff because you know I had compositing to worry about. I had all the animation to do. I basically had to finish the film. And in in um, in all those months, I think four or five months where I hadn't painted, I'm coming back to it now and realizing, holy shit, I've forgotten most of what I actually you know sort of already knew about painting. Yeah. But instead of and I mean I mean like um, for about a week, I've been really really or longer than a week. Um, yeah, definitely longer than a week. I've been really really struggling to sort of get myself back onto the painting train. But yep. I've I've, de I'm, I've basically what I, what I'm doing is I'm like okay, you know what. I taught myself how to paint once. I can do it again, and so that's 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 basically why. Over probably most of this summer, I'm going to be doing exactly what I did in second year, and and um, you know, knowing knowing that I can and knowing that I've done it before, I can. I'm, I'm basically going to teach myself how to paint again, but going uh, going a heck of a lot farther this time because I already do have a knowledge base that I will pick up again pretty quickly. Yeah. But because I have so much more to learn, this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah. So. 
Definitely. Instead of getting really, really down on myself and not doing it for a really, really long time, I'm just going to start at the fundamentals again because that's 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 so important. Like going back to um, going back to back to our basic things. It's something that even you know people that have been doing you know 20, 30 years of art and experience like uh, um, that's something that even they have to do. You know, like go back to go back to basically how you started and 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 um and repeat those fundamentals and those steps because it's just really, really necessary. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, again, it's it's like I said, exercising. It's a thing called muscle memory. You know, the, you will mm-hmm. eventually pick something back up. You know, it's not like you've got to start at base and you know completely relearn. There is so much of your brain that remembers. All right, yeah. So it's this tool and this color. So, but you know, again, if you leave it too long, you know, eventually th- those things can go for stagnation to like deterioration. And then mm-hmm. you will face the fact that you're like, oh god, I need to learn how to use my Wacom again, and I need to learn how to like yeah. adjust. Oh my tools god, and... how do I turn on my Cintiq? Holy oh shit. my god, where's the power <laughs> for it? Photoshop. Oh my god, my menus have moved everywhere. Um, so that happened the other day actually. Uh, I opened my Photoshop and my my cloud save stuff had moved, so I had to totally readjust my entire um, workspace in Photoshop. And oh my god, it was so annoying. Just just the yeah. whole the whole half an hour that I didn't need to spend doing that, but I did, and I was like, god damn, Adobe, no again. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I think that that was a, a definitely a good talk on the motivation, and I think the idea is I think the end result or the end kind of way we would end it is say that motivation is something you will struggle with your entire life as an artist. But oh yeah, <laughs> don't don't let it get you down. You know, you're always remember that you're always learning, and you know even if you're just beginning like us, that you know there there is so many more people out there that are are, are great artists. You know, a lot more talented, but they all started exactly where you are just now i mean so um as a great man once said the journey of a thousand steps begins with a single one so you know put one foot in front of the other that's it and you you know and and you know even if you started now you know what actually actually um the thing about the thing about the struggle you're talking about it's it's something that every artist goes through and i actually think you know the struggle might be a good thing because if if you're struggling and you're not feeling comfortable that means that you're moving forward like that yeah. really, really just like a uh, feeling of oh god, I don't, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. You know, that's 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 basically your sign that you're in a place where you're where you know like like you're learning. And even if it feels like you're on a plateau, really, your your um, you know, your uh, um, your brain and your artistic sensibilities are, are are basically just trying to push through that you know that 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 really really like nasty plateau that feels really really bad. But mm-hmm. like you know. I, I, I think you can just rest comfortable in the knowledge that eventually it'll end as long as you keep pushing through it and, yeah. and, and, and you'll sort of reach the next stage and then you can start to plateau and feel crappy again. <laughs> so it's basically just like just like a constant, you know, just it's 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 kind of a vicious cycle, but it's a vicious cycle, you know, moving forward and progressing. So it's yeah. it's it's definitely good and bad. Yeah. And um I'm sure I'm I might think completely differently about this in five years once I've progressed another five years, but who yeah. knows? Yeah, I mean, and definitely, you know, a lot of guys, you know, something that, that kind of comforted me with motivation-wise was that, you know, a lot of the guys have spoke to me, industry pros, and said, like, you know, there is a point you will get to where you are not the best artist in the world, but you will get work from people. You know, people will contact you for commissions or uh, patents or even for jobs. But, you know, there's, you know, people think they've got to be um, like Noah Bradley um, or kind of Titus Lunter or, you know, uh, Craig Mullins level before... You know, you'd even get contacted for a single painting commission or stuff like that. But there is a point you will get to um, where you will get work. Um, and again, yeah. yeah. So it, I mean, you know, Colin, I think is is a guy that would say that you know his work isn't as great as such and such. But Colin is working in an industry just now. He has a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, so it, it, you know, 
Colin will tell you. you and know actually, it. you know what? I think I think what you just mentioned that's actually more or less where I am right now. Like like I'm I'm working a full time job, doing pretty well at it, and I'm also getting fairly consistent. Um, you know, offers for freelance work that are actually, you know, like good paid jobs, either yep. tutorials or illustration for, you know, different companies, people I know. Yep. Um, but it's but it's like it's 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 legit work. And when that stuff starts to happen, that's that's basically when you can say, OK, I'm sort of at that baseline industry standard better in some areas, maybe yep. not so good in other areas. But that's when you can be like, OK, I'm basically there, but yep. that that actually doesn't really mean much because I got so much farther to go. Yeah, definitely. But like obviously there is that plateau you hit where you will you will get work through your door, you will be getting offered jobs. You know, you don't have to be necessarily the best in the industry before you even get offered a single job. I mean, so because yeah. obviously you know because you you know, and in most guys' eyes you'll be you know be you'll be at the starting line. You know, you've just graduated, you're just doing your first job, but. Even out your fourth year, you were saying you had multiple offers from studios, um, and yeah. you know again that sometimes that's a rare occurrence because you know some graduates obviously struggle to get work at the end of their degree. But you know because you've worked your way up through the, the last couple of years, those jobs were there. But you know you were getting offered work. It's not like you were leaving your degree and you were like, "I've nothing to go to. I've no work." You know, you did have mm-hmm. something, multiple things there. Um, yeah, if, you know, because people. One, think- one thing I will say about that is, um, yeah, it was partially due to the fact that you know I did, I, I, you know, I did have a decent portfolio. I was shopping it around a lot, but as well, it actually has, I think, even more to do with just being really, really lucky, being in the right, um, the right place at the right time, having yeah. laid that groundwork years ago, or made contacts years ago, or you know, met people who then talked to people, blah blah blah. I mean, like, I know a lot of people in my year who really should be working or really should be getting a lot of job offers, but yep. for whatever reason, you know, whether whether it's because they didn't get their stuff out there or because, you know, their, um, their social media presence is, isn't quite as, you know, extensive as what it should be, yep. or they're just really, really unlucky, you know, like, it's it, it really comes down to, like, you know, how much how much you put out into the universe and how, you know, like, like that'll basically determine how much comes back. Yeah, definitely. And I think, obviously, you know, uh, what was the thing I think was it Noah Bradley that always said the the two key elements to any art is to make cool art and then show it to people exactly That's, yeah, yeah that, you've got to show it to people or at yeah. least put it out there for people to to find or see or yeah yeah I mean it's definitely I mean I think you know if you get yourself out there you know eventually people will come it's like it's like the old saying if you build it they will come it's the same you know don't focus too much on work or getting the cool last job with a big games company you know just make cool paintings and eventually somebody will find you and be like we want to get off your job or commission work and you know don't put as much pressure on yourself you know as long as you're constantly making things the offers will come I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's no like you're going to be, you know, if you're talented enough, you will get the work. That's that's the, exactly. the bottom line. I mean, so or or talented enough, or you've just put enough time on task. Because I think I think um talent is that little sort of that um it's it I think it has less to do with actual skill and more to do with you know that's sort of the spark that gets you involved. Yep. I think those are your initial sensibilities, your initial interest. Yep. But everything afterwards, like ninety nine percent of what happens afterwards, it's all. The, Basically, the hours of grinding that you put in. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 so we were talking about the ten thousand hour rule last night and all the kind of the things that came with that. But yeah, definitely, it's it's the time on task. You know, calling that definitely agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's us for this week, guys. Um, yeah, that's uh, this was fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, apologies for if there's any kind of audio drops or, or things in between. Um, we're still playing with the format. Um, we're still playing with equipment and stuff like that as well. But as we go forward, hopefully. 
Um, we will obviously be trying to make as much improvement as we can to the formula, you know, to the talking and obviously to the things we are using to record. Um, if you guys want to find us, um, you know, as individual artists, um, we will be making um, some social media presence for the podcast, but you can find me at most things at Gordon Neal Art um, through website or Facebook or Instagram, stuff like that. Um, Colin, you're pretty much the same as it more or less, yeah. I, um, I have a Facebook page, um, Art Station Presence. I've just sort of started to ramp up on Instagram. Um, I don't actually have like a single tag like you do, like 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 Colin Searle Art. Um, I, my, all, all my all my things are kind of named differently, but but I guess I guess the name Colin Searle is attached to all of them. So some um, somewhere in the you know where we um, where we post the podcast, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, or whatever, we'll have links to all of our stuff there. Yeah, definitely. I'll put them in the show notes down below, um, what we've been talking about from, from time to time, and obviously um, descriptions and, and, and links for all our, our artwork individually on different websites. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think next week we'll probably pick another um, another subject going forward, and then I think um, maybe the third show or fourth show, we'll try and get our first guest on, um, and we'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves about who that's going to be. Um, but we do have a couple of industry guys that are, are willing to come on, so... A lot to look forward to, guys, so stay tuned. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, obviously, um, hit the subscribe button, which means the next time the, the next show comes out, it'll come straight down to your phone or tablet device. Um, I think we're going to try and aim for roughly every two weeks, Colin. Is that about right? Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Sometimes if, if I think we if, um, if we have a lot to um, to cover or if we go really, really long one week, we might split it into two or like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. two weeks sounds pretty good. Yeah, definitely. So, um, my thanks to Colin for joining me. Um, it's been... Thanks to Gordon for sort of getting us together and organizing this, because because this is uh, this is like I'm like, it's this is um this is really Gordon's baby. Like he was the one who came to me and be like, <laughs> let's do this thing. Yeah, definitely. But again, it's good to have Colin on because he is at a stage obviously further beyond me, but I'm also at a stage at the back of him. So again, like I say, when we made this podcast, we were trying to aim at people more like us because there is so many out there that are focused on industry guys already working um, or guys who are obviously you know, I've had a huge history in studios, but um, we are obviously rank amateurs at this point, so um, yeah. it's a good it's a good perspective, I think, for people who are either just starting out or even just thinking again in the industry, um, because obviously, or maybe just starting out in the industry. Because yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I am. Yeah, definitely. Anything up till that point, basically. Yeah, definitely. But again, you know, we'll have the guys on guests uh, eventually that will also talk about their their previous experience, which is good for for people who are also looking for people with a bit more experience. So we will get them in as well. So mm. um, yeah, okay, okay. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks to call. Thanks everybody, and we will speak to you guys later. We're out. Alrighty, take care. Cool.